enough already. Hi, this is Matthew Rose, and you are listening to the CVH Podcast. Oh, hey, that's the Smiths with my buddy Maddie. That was very sweet of him. Love that song. That's dating myself right there. Um, yeah, turn that off. Um, I am just halfway through my first week here in Paris. It's uh, Wednesday, February 10th, uh, 2021, and, and um, I've had some days of rehearsal. So that happened. Uh, ten, minute, ten months of, of um, um, uncertainty has resulted in, in, uh, I'm working and it felt, I have to say it felt great. It really did. It felt, um, surprisingly great. I, I wasn't emotional, but I probably could have been if I had, if I had seen the right, uh, person or in, and I don't mean somebody specific, but, uh, you know, a group of, uh, 20 different faces. If I had seen them when I just first walked in, I might've felt emotional, but it was, uh, you know, I sort of went back to default mode, like, where am I going? Which way? The Paris Opera House uh, here at the Bastille is, it's the biggest building I've ever been in. <laughs> it's, um, the, the, the backstage and, and levels at the Met can be very intimidating because it's all sort of like um, industrial cement staircases that lead to all sorts of places. That can be a little intimidating too, but for the most part, if you're going... <laughs> if you're lost, just get on a staircase and go up. You'll, you'll 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 escape the building. But in Paris, this building is phenomenally big. And um, you know, if you're not good with <laughs> with the all the directions on the wall, which can be a bit intimidating. Um, you know, my French is functional. It's not necessarily uh, uh, detailed uh, to a to a map of this scale. <laughs> You could definitely get lost in there for forever. Um, anyway, so I was sort of in that mode. But when I finally made it to uh, the rehearsal room and I walked in, and um, uh, you know, uh, their rehearsal rooms are as big as the stage. It's huge. I mean, the the facility here is is there is no rival. This is the opera house. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, and I walked in, and a majority of the people were already in there, and. Um, I immediately saw some friends and saw some people come running over, and there was sort of a uh, a look from the room towards me because somebody recognized that the the Mephisto had finally survived quarantine and was allowed to come to rehearsal, and so there was a, a little bit of attention that was thrown in that way, and there was a very warm welcome from the from the group from the room, uh, people that I had worked with here before, um, some of the crew from from uh, the last time I was here, and. Um, uh, uh, Singers and friends, and boy, it, it just, um, that's when it got me. <laughs> and you were suddenly reminded of of my group. Uh, I know I've talked about that before, my group. This is my group. Um, um, musicians making a show. Uh, and I really, and I really um, identify with opera singers specifically uh, because we make a show, we build a show, we, we tell a story. It's, it's different than concert work where you're only in town for for four or five days and and um 
there's not a whole lot of chance to create. You just sort of have to be awesome on the first day, and and then you know you're you're perf- you're there for five minutes, and then you're performing. It, it has a different feeling from my standpoint. There are plenty of concert singers that will tell you all the reasons why it's better, but um, I love the show. I love the costumes and the story and the building. I love the building part of it. I love where we start in one place and we end in another. And um, and we did that. We did that this week. Uh, our our production looks fantastic. It's um, it's a very modern world uh, that we're in for this story, and um, it it mixes some magic and some hard hard realities. Uh, the emotion is real in this show, and um, and there's some wild things I'll talk about. But um, really, just walking into the room uh, did it for me, <laughs> and I was greeted like an old friend, and I felt like I was in my place and uh i i know how fortunate i am i feel very lucky i feel incredibly fortunate to be allowed to do this again because uh, we weren't you know there's there's definitely um, moments of doubt where you're like are we are we gonna get back to this am i a singer uh i think i heard sasha cook say that today you know where she like one day she walked by her piano over the summer and she just had this depression hit her like am I still a singer you know like is, is this still what I do do I do this did I actually do that and and um stepping back into career in progress singing one of the greatest roles in one of the greatest opera houses I I have to I have to admit um I felt I felt incredibly lucky and fortunate and it wasn't lost on me for a second what was happening and God, I just enjoyed it. I was buzzing. I was buzzing. It, it was like I had five coffees. I, I um, I was ready to go. Just ready, 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 ready. <laughs> and uh, my buddy um, uh, John Relier has been here, and he's been doing the first couple of days of rehearsal. And so I, I watched him do the scene a little bit, and the director said, "You ready?" <laughs> and I, I practically uh, leapt onto the onto the set. And this is a great uh, production. Sometimes in a in a new production, you'll be fortunate enough to get um, uh, some semblance of your full costume or or a version of it, not the final version, but certainly uh, a rehearsal costume. Uh, and it's all black. It's a dark black suit and a black trench coat that's draped over and, and black shoes and black gloves and just, I could feel this character just, just coming over me. Like all of a sudden it was going to be so easy because I, I knew I looked like him. Uh, it's it's um it was a really uh, a really great and rewarding moment and and for those of you who still haven't gone back to work yet just wait <laughs> uh because because stepping back into it after all this time boy it really hit me how lucky we are to do what we do um we get to sing songs for a living we get to tell stories for a living and creating these stories and this music and and um having this natural progression from the first day to the last day th- this is this is a rare life um uh i'm 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 thankful for uh the covid time i think it i think it has re-energized me towards how fucking awesome this is um i think we're gonna be okay it's still not perfect it's still not back we still don't have a guarantee of an audience. Um, it's it's not it's not the way it was, but the sentiment is there. the The process is there. You know, 
the, there's a whole table of production people. There's somebody at the piano. There's the maestro. There's the crew guys. There's the director. There's the assistants. There's the the ASMs. You know, stand by, stand by, Mephisto. Go. You know, we're 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 doing the whole bit, and um, boy, it felt good. Damn, it felt good. I thought I would just say that right off the top. <clears throat> I'm not going to say we're back. It's not a victory lap. It's not a victory lap. But it's a, a beautiful reminder of what we have what it was before, and what we can get back to. And boy, the reward of stepping back into it uh, was, it wasn't quite worth sitting <laughs> for 10 months, but uh, it was something. It was something. Boy, I, you know, and, and um, I, suddenly, <laughs> I suddenly understood a bit more. Um, you know, when you're young and you're starting out and, and you see some singers that are probably, uh, I don't know, probably towards the end or sh- or past the end but are still there I sort of get it um it, it is a hard thing to let go of show business is something it, this is a this is this is um that is an addiction like anything else that is that is a, a heroin in my life uh and boy I got a good fix um anyway so there's I mean there's protocols in place this is not this is not for free we didn't just walk in and do the show um, I had a test uh, day before I got in. Uh, you're wearing masks the entire time. We rehearse with masks on. We're singing with masks on. It's very difficult. Uh, every breath in, you're sucking this mask almost into your mouth. And, um, it, you know, it's not idyllic, um, but but we're adjusting. And, you know, every time you open your mouth, that stupid mask comes off your nose. So everybody's just sort of fiddling with it all the time. But um, we just have to do this. We have to, we have no choice. You want to be here? This is what we do. So, so we do it. And I've already had a, another COVID test in the opera house. Everybody's having them every two days or three days. It's really, uh, because I think, you know, if one person gets sick, the whole dumb thing's getting shut down. And so we, we really need to make great efforts to keep everybody healthy. And, and I'm understanding why everybody's going straight from rehearsal right home. Nobody's doing anything. First of all, there's nothing to do. There's a 6 p.m. curfew and all the restaurants are closed. So there's no, there's no place to go find trouble and find groups. Um, so go to work and go home. Go to work and go home and stay healthy and, and, and wear your masks. And, and I think everybody just has such this singular focus to stay in business that um, you can sense people following the rules. You can sense the protocols and the restrictions uh, being followed, at least in the opera house. <laughs> the streets of Paris are something completely different, but um, at the opera house, we we are desperate to keep the doors um, open. And there's all kind of rumors, you know, maybe by this day we'll be open, maybe by this day, maybe by I've heard I've heard first week of March, I've heard the first week of April. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, we're going to proceed like this. We'll see an audience, and and that feels awesome. If we don't, we don't. But we're going to go through the process. We're going to make a show, and we're going to we're going to stream a couple of them. So there's there is a document. We're going to make something. We're going to make the art. Our our show will be able to be seen, if not live in person, uh, at least live on the computer. And that's that's a version. It's a version. <laughs> Uh, I, I, um, it took a second to get used to singing in the mask, but at the same time, <laughs> there isn't, um, a, a French diction coach in the corner analyzing your lip position. 
And I, I have to tell you, as somebody who's been accused of all sorts of uh, addiction problems, um, uh, that was lovely. <laughs> so there's something to this. Maybe you just... Just going forward forever, anytime the, the diction coach makes it into the room, I'm just going to pop the mask on. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm going to wear a mask today. <laughs> uh, but that was, um, yeah, that's something to get used to. Everybody's got the mask on. But but we're singing. I know it can be heard because I, I can hear my colleagues and they, and they just sound glorious. And old friends and new friends and... Um, uh, the the show has got lots of lots of fun stuff and it. it's very modern. Um, there's a full size basketball court as <laughs> as as some of you remember the last time I was here I was playing ping pong during a duet. So now during my um, Le Vaudor, I will there there's a basketball game going on behind me, of which um, I have six henchmen all dressed like me who are sort of magically making the ball go in for Faust. And it's actually it's it's great. I don't I don't think it's distracting in the least. I think it's actually very cool. And we can distract from that Aria a little bit. <laughs> I don't need to be over analyzed in that Aria, but uh there's a lot of projections. There's there's a you know huge movie screen on stage showing a lot of it and, and there's a transitional uh scene where Mephisto we have body we have uh, stunt doubles and they'll be flying over uh, flying over in a couple of scenes, and they'll they'll fly over a video of of uh, Notre Dame, and <laughs> it's a little dark, and I don't <laughs> I don't want to give away too many secrets here, but uh, Mephisto is definitely responsible for the fire <laughs> that would occurred a year, I guess a year and a half ago now uh, here in France. Uh, it's pretty dark, and. Um, and Marguerite's definitely holding Mephisto's baby. So there's a lot of awesome things happening in here. And it looks cool. And it's not in any way um, tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it's it's. I definitely believe in the production. After, after, you know, when a director is so wildly prepared. And I remember this. Um, um, working in um, Santa Fe with um, uh, David Alden. Um, he was so... He was by far the most prepared person in the room. And and it's this case here, from what I can tell, um, the, the maestro and the director are so wonderfully prepared that you trust, you immediately trust. And and when a director has an answer for almost everything without, without bullshitting you, because you can smell that bullshit a mile away, but when they have that answer for you right away, it's so easy to follow a leader like that. Um, so um, I, it's, it's, I think it's going to be cool. Certainly it looks cool. I get a long, dark uh, wig, which for guys whose hairline creeps back another quarter of an inch every year, um, <laughs> I'm more than happy with. And anytime you get to wear all black, it's very, <laughs> it's very slimming, and you look badass, and all of that. Uh, and then I got to hear my buddy Benjamin Bernheim sing his beautiful aria, and and I was just once again reminded of why we do this and uh, and and why this art form will continue. When you hear somebody sing like this, and this cast is loaded top to bottom, but our tenor is, there's so much magic in this voice. Um, I, I it, it, When he sings, you think, this is much too easy for you. Much too easy. It's so glorious. 
and to sit there and watch him do his thing, even with a dumb mask on, and to hear those notes again, you go, right, fuck, this is great. This is really great. So that was, um, you know, I've only had a couple of days rehearsal here, but um, uh, it felt good. It felt nice. And and, and got to see some friends, you know. We, we go up and do the the COVID test, basically, the whole company gets a, a, you know, a half hour in which they need to go up and get that done. And, uh, you just have this card and you go see the guy and he jams that thing into the back of your brain. <laughs> when he was done, you know, and you kind of gag on it a little bit, but it's not, it's not like the, it's not the throat gag. It's a different gag. It's much higher. It's in the soft palate. Um, and, and, um. He's done it so many times. It's, you know, but still, everybody's nose is different. Everybody's (laughs) nasal passage is different. And he's, I I feel like it would be much better if I did it myself. But, you know, they're the professional. And uh, (laughs) he finally found the path. And you could sort of feel it in the crack of your eye. (laughs) You say, how often are we going to do this? All right. Twice a week. Uh, you know, it's a six hour, a six day work week here. So it's, um, every three days, I guess. So I got my next one tomorrow. Uh, it's great. Uh, just, just having the Faust score in my hands, hearing those notes again, being reminded of the times I've done it before. And I, and it's one of the very, very first things I ever did, uh, in school, surely Wildly inappropriate for me, but uh, I survived it, and and I and and probably pulled off a magic trick in in doing it, and I and I feel like I've, you know, twenty years later, I'm still pulling off the magic trick, and and um, anyway, feeling grateful and privileged, and I I can't um, I can't say those things enough clearly, <laughs> uh, but I have hope, and I want to give hope to anybody out there who hasn't worked yet, and if and if you're waiting, whatever whatever the thing is, and you know, I speak to artists and, and, and musicians here because that's most of, of the people that, that are listening, Any, anybody in the, in the arts. Um, boy, that feeling you have when you get back is something uh, I, I envy you. Uh, it's going to be great. I was, not, I was not ready for how powerful that was going to be. Uh, like I said, walking into the opera house didn't do it. Uh, getting, getting my security card and all those things, that, that didn't quite do it. But when I walked in the room and I saw my pals and, and and everybody was in their position. You know, everybody's got their spot in those rooms. Those rooms are well established. You know, the music staff is over here, and the production staff is over here, and the crew is over here, and the singers are over here, and the covers are over here. You know, there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole area of and, and the the supers sit over there, and everybody everybody has their space and their and their group. You know. This is our big group, but this is all within the big group. There's there's these subgroups, and and there we all were, just right back the way we did it. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. God, he's so sappy today, James. <laughs> I think it's because I can't work out. I'm doing the prison workout. The prison workout is, um, you know, push. <laughs> Push-ups in, until you can't do them anymore. Uh, again, sit-ups until you can't do them anymore. Uh, you know, I'll load my I'll load scores and books into my suitcase and and try and do some semblance of lifting. Uh, it's not it's not ideal, but it's something. Uh, 
but my buddy Benny's going to give me his TRX in the next couple of days. That'll be helpful. So can uh, find a door to, to knock down here. I took a beautiful walk uh, to to uh, Père Lachaise earlier in the week. And um, I, I guess it was my last day of uh, quarantine I went up there. Maybe I talked about this. Did I talk about this? I can't even remember one show to the next. It's just in this beautiful beautiful element of decay it's it's a it, it's hardly sad it's just this beautiful i mean it's a cemetery of course it's a little bit sad and then there's plenty of fresh <laughs> fresh occupants but for the most part uh, many of them are incredibly old hundreds of years old and and uh, it's just sort of decaying naturally the stones are falling down and the moss is growing up over it and and um you know, and people take their lunch there. People take their lunch and sit in the sit, sit in the benches. It's a beautiful park. It just happens to be a cemetery. But I mean, Bizet is in there, and and Chopin is in there, and and of course, I went to go visit uh, Jim Morrison since I'm living in the building across from where he died. I thought I would go see the the Lizard King. Uh, still there, uh, still clearly the most visited grave in that place. I mean, they've got it, they've got it fenced off. Uh, just People need to get access to it, I guess. Boy, when you die young, you you sort of get this. You're like forever young, right? Like, how do we we how do we remember Elvis? We remember Elvis like fat Elvis, jumpsuit, you know, busting buttons in the jumpsuit. It's not going great. It's all swollen. <laughs> he's forgetting the words. He's real sweaty. You know, he's got the he's got that pill addiction look to him and. <laughs> That's kind of how we remember him, but, you know, if he died in 1957, you'd remember this, you know, handsome, <laughs> amphetamined out, energetic, you know, uh, rock and roller, but uh, I think that's what, I think that's what Jim Morrison gets. He gets the, the luxury of, of, um, people have crystallized their memory of him because he was so young. Uh, anyway, that's clearly the most visited grave there, which is sort of strange. And then I learned that Maria Collis was in there for a minute, and then she was moved. And then I think I also learned that Rossini was in there for a minute, and he was moved. But the markers are still there, and they're like these little mini mausoleums. And anyway, it's just a gorgeous. It's a. You think visiting a cemetery is going to be morbid, but it's not. It's in. It's in this state of just beautiful decay. Uh, just about the best way I think to put it. And it turns out a week of quarantine is a fantastic way to get over jet lag. You know, normally we hop off a plane and uh, go right to rehearsal. The, I mean, I've gotten off an international flight and gone directly to rehearsal, which is a fucking nightmare. Uh, but generally, you got to go start the next day. And uh, that's also a nightmare. You're just off. Uh, it turns out coming a week early and uh, sitting in your apartment for a week and just getting on a sleep schedule is about the best way to do it. It's the first time I've ever worked internationally where I didn't feel like I was sleepwalking through the first five days of rehearsal. <sighs> Just nice to be back. Anyway. Uh, I think that'll do it. Show 30-something from uh, Paris. Um, my thanks to my buddy Matthew Rose for cutting me that beautiful ID. Anytime somebody does it with an accent, I feel like it's just... Like that that British accent... We get fooled by it. We get totally snowed by it. 
my agent has the most beautiful English accent and you're just absolutely convinced that this is the most intelligent person you've ever met. <laughs> they, they, that, that accent really just, um, it, it knows us. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for accents to begin with. So anytime somebody has used one on, on one of my IDs, I go, oh, that's the best one. Uh, anyway, my thanks to Maddie and um, yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. Monday? Yeah, we'll see you on Monday. And uh, um, I love you for listening. Thanks for coming. Oh, I, one right before I go. I saw my wonderful friend and world superstar, Sandra Radvanovsky, uh, while we were both getting our <laughs> our brains tickled by the the 28-inch Q-tip. And uh, I said, will you come to the podcast? And she hesitated for not even half a second. <laughs> um, anyway, well, so we're going to drag her up here and I'll get a superstar in here and uh, that'll be fun. I love you for listening. Thanks for coming in. We'll uh, see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.